welcome comrades. Today we have our new commandant, Mr. Paddy Tan. Paddy is the founder of Back to You in 2005 and he was also the founder of BST Consulting in 2011 in which he by that time have acquired a few companies and now he is the current co-founder of Blackstorm Consulting. Welcome to the show, Paddy. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Welcome to One Mic Stand, Paddy. It's really a pleasure to have you here with us today, man. Um, perhaps you can share your experiences as an entrepreneur from when you started out and until now? Yeah, okay. Uh, I started as a business development engineer in the uh, year 2000 and then I started my own uh, mobile security software in 2005. So it mobile security, not mobile phone? Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> mobile security <laughs> software. Uh, lost and found. So I sold it off around uh, 2011 and uh, subsequently went on to develop, uh, went on to start a my, this uh, software development house mm -hmm. and uh, and then I uh, went on to invest a couple of other companies and uh, now I'm focusing more on a consultancy firm called uh, Blackstorm uh, Consulting that we follow that we focus mainly on uh, structuring and uh, scaling companies in uh, Southeast Asia. So before this you were always doing software development? Uh, actually it's a mix of everything mm -hmm. uh, partly it's because of uh, I, I, I did more of the software I saw the potential of uh, gadgets mm -hmm. that are up and coming because I know they, they got smaller and smaller. So I believe mm -hmm. a lot of things is uh, will probably be driven by software rather than just hardware itself, uh, which incidentally um, sort of came out true because of uh, look at IoT, Internet of Things. Uh, a, a lot of devices these days is controlled by software. I have no clue what you're talking about already. I uh, really have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, so just imagine. Um, Wait, hold on. Let me imagine first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So, so Carry just on. imagine. Uh, you can actually control your uh, aircon, aircon unit yeah. together with a TV. Okay. Together with uh, probably your light things. Yeah. Everything through a control of, you know, via your mobile apps. Okay, now I understand. Phone. This one I understand. Mm. But wait, back to you. Back to you was uh, 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 basically, if, 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 if I got it right, huh? It's one of those mobile apps which you can actually trace the phone when it went missing. Uh, yes, so we started off with uh, Nokia. And that was way back uh, before yeah, yeah, all yeah. these technologies came into, in, um, into play. Yeah, 2005. So we wow. were working yeah, on, on all these. Yeah. So Amazing. Uh, Nokia, Sony Ericsson, uh, Blackberry, mm. uh, Windows Pocket PC, uh, those type. And eventually you sold it off. Yeah, I got lucky. Ah. And you got richer, I guess. Slightly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no comments. <laughs> so anyways, now you're with Blackstorm. Yes. And how's this coming along for you, especially in times like this? Okay. Um, well, um, Blackstorm started off partly because of uh, I invested in a couple of companies. And then uh, I went in uh, to sort of like help them to structure, restructure their businesses. Uh, because one of the biggest problems with uh, a lot of startups is that... Uh, they, they have good products, but uh, they probably do not know how to sell themselves. Mm. They probably think of having the best perfect product before they go to market. But uh, sad to say, market is not defined by the product. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that means that even if yeah. you have a perfect product, the timing could have been off. So since I invested in some of those guys, uh, so I went in and then I tried to restructure them. And uh, because of that, I realized that it, there may be uh, something that uh, I can do more. So, which is also one of the reasons why this company was actually set up also. So, basically, when it comes to l l things like a product, a product which is like super good, but it's then not known, and after a brand which is probably shit, and then after it gets onto the market and people just jump on it. But how does a product which is fantastic, but not known to the public, be made known to the public? Okay. <laughs> well, this is uh a pretty complex question. You can uh, just break it down. Okay, uh, let me give you an answer, simple yeah, yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. The problem is the definition. Mm. Uh, the definition of a good product is depends on who is actually defining it. Okay. So let's say if you happen to be a, a technical guy, uh, come from a technical background and everything. Okay, So if you're a technical guy, you probably look at the products from uh, an angle of uh, features functions. Mm -hmm. But uh, the truth of the matter here is that uh, the consumer may not need so much functions, may not need so much so much features. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they buy the product just because of one or two needs. So if you have a product that is overwhelming and uh, not many people will actually want to pay for it because uh, not to forget your R&D, mm -hmm. your cost of manufacturing, 
your cost of delivering logistics and everything is all encompassed into the final price. So if that goes into the final price, then the question here is that will someone want to pay for everything or the function and feature at this price? Otherwise, uh, they may actually go for a simpler product, which they probably pay only half a fraction of it. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think so a, a lot of uh, misconception is that uh, we should always have a, a a product that comes with a lot of product, a lot of features, a lot of functions, uh, in order to roll it out to the market. Hmm. But what about a, a simple product which costs more than a better product which is unknown? Okay. Uh, good question. That also probably comes with value. I I, I think I think I mean from from my experience is here's the thing is that, um, you see a simple thing may not necessarily means that you give you a high value, mm-hmm. or a simple thing may not necessarily give you a, a lower value. I think end of the day is that can this simple thing solve the problem of the buyer of the owner mm. so if let's say if i can buy something that is cheap but solve the problem of what i need to solve of my basic problem i think i'll pay for it but if it's a simple thing but can solve the problem that i value higher then i'll be more than happy to pay for it so mm. l- let's say for example a, a very simple um a situation that we all have you know some people will always chase for the latest a newest phone. Phones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but truth to be told, how many of us actually fully utilize it? Okay. Not me. <laughs> exactly. That's the, that's the that's the thing I'm talking about. A cheap. Uh, I mean, a basic. Let's say. Let's let's talk about a China phone, lah. Hmm. A China phone has got all the um, complexity that, or, or all the necessity that probably a, a, a European branded phone or American branded phone has, but looking at the branding of it the social uh, norms of it the trend of it people will go for uh, uh, probably uh, the american or the european phone mm-hmm. and when the china phone is working exceptionally fel- uh, well at, at probably one third of the price mm-hmm. like what you mentioned as the branding and followers like me i wouldn't change to a samsung because i'm so used to iphone and same here yeah and probably because of the ecosystem Yes. I mean, I mean, uh, these days you look at it, it's that you, you don't, I mean, if you own a phone, uh, it probably comes with a, a bit of an ecosystem that goes with it. Uh, like for example, I mean, uh, I was an iPhone user, but oh, I'm okay. still a Mac user. But uh-huh. the ecosystem is actually pretty comprehensive. Uh-huh. So whatever that you have on the phone, you can probably synchronize it to the cloud. Yes. And then uh, you can probably access it, you know, through the same account on your uh, iMac or whichever. Uh, so I, I think it, it goes about value. So, for example, uh, I used to change phone a lot, once a month. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. You sure once a month, not every few days? Eh? Uh, for tax purposes, it's <laughs> once a month. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so, so, for example, I, I got stuck with, uh, in a good way, uh, in the environment uh, of uh, this Android. Okay. Uh, partly it's because whenever I take a photo, uh, I took a photo, this synchronizes it, and then uh, it goes into my, uh, uh, my Android account. So and then I have tablets, I have phones, I have all this lying around. Yeah. So and all those are Androids, la. Android is most di- of that difficult to use, la. Because there's a lot of pop-ups when it comes to porn sites. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what is the web website? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. You're asking for a friend, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> And yeah, okay. Let's let's talk about the current situation now. We have this COVID thing going on, and and there's so many businesses which is failing or on the verge of failure. And obviously, there's a a, a slight uh, minority which uh, thrives on this uh, particular pandemic. Um, what is your thoughts on the current businesses and trends at the moment? What is actually going on so well, and and what is something that's uh, riding on the bandwagon of success? Okay. Um, I, I can probably say that. Um, as, as uh, one of the co-founders of uh, Blackstorm, the mm. consultancy firm, uh, one of the things that we uh, notice is that uh, um, most businesses are not prepared at all. Uh, partly it's because of uh, who could have thought that there's actually a shutdown mm. yeah. you know, or, or, or circuit breaker in, in a sense. Uh. Okay, and uh, it got extended. Mm. And uh, not only, because this problem is not a local problem. Yeah, I was just about problem. to say that. Let's look at it on a global scale. Yeah, so like for example, uh, Malaysia started it and then uh, followed by Singapore. Yeah. So, and uh, most of us could probably thought that, hey, once this is over, 
we were back to normal or the new norm which, you know, which is overused yeah. but the problem is that this is a global problem so even if you even if you go back to work or you continue or you start or you restart your business and everything uh, you assume that everything should be okay financial should be okay and everything should be okay but sad to say the rest of the world are not okay yet mm. so like for example uh, some of the clientele that we work with uh, they thought that hey you know probably just one two months so one two months of paying salaries to the employees who you know got sort of like got stuck at home work from home should be quite okay because financially yeah they are capable of doing that yes our sales may got hit you no know, probably we, we, we lost uh one two months or maybe maybe even a quarter mm. but uh what nobody had thought was that it actually spiral uh you know like for example uh in asia asia mm-hmm. we, when we had that happens uh us got a couple of months yeah but then again if, if it happens if it happens in asia it's there goes the rest of the world right yeah but but here's the thing it, uh it's like like sars you know a uh, couple of years back uh nobody could have thought that it is only contained within only that few countries yeah, not as yeah. widespread mm. as uh, the rest of the world so so from a business point of view is that uh, a lot of them uh, a lot of uh, business owners thought that we should be able to survive so f- for some they did not prepare anything they will just take it as okay uh, my restaurants are closed my mention of restaurants are closed my, my bakery or all these are closed still okay maybe we got one two months you know after that then we get back to normal okay, but maybe you want to define preparation because this is uh like you cannot prepare for a pandemic as such right? yeah correct but during that time when it first started nobody thought that it was a pandemic pandemic ah, okay, because you know okay, the definition yeah, yeah. of pandemic is uh Ebola and, kind of shit uh. and, 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 <laughs> that's <laughs> a pandemic <laughs> and and interestingly is that uh either you follow what who says or you don't follow but who at one point in time were clueless too right they were like oh After what? they were always clueless no they don't oh, no, even know okay. what to call it <laughs> <laughs> do we call it corona uh, do we call it covid why the 19 uh, that kind of stuff so so i i think a lot of okay to answer to your question is that uh, the definitions or the durations of this virus and how long will it finish and everything or complete nobody knows yeah but so most of us will probably thought that it will probably last because of the government said lockdown for two months yeah. they should know exactly what are they talking about so lockdown for two months simply means that my businesses will probably get hit two months for two months yeah yeah and then you got extension okay but then we still have all these chicken wing and drumsticks given by the government huh right what the <laughs> no you mean the, the uh, yeah i mean the, the you, the, you the get freebies. what i mean like, oh uh, yeah yeah of course so do you think that is enough uh, is it enough to sustain them for a few more months okay to be honest uh it will never be enough mm. but uh here's the thing uh as a uh, i'm not a policy um I, i'm not coming from a government or whatever but you do I, look you do look at one okay <laughs> white some more huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, i was working <laughs> <laughs> so so i i think the the the, the good thing here is that uh uh the reaction was pretty fast mm. uh, even though a lot of people complained that it was not fast enough should we wear masks or should we not wear masks mm. but i think that that is probably for a separate topic yeah uh. correct but the good thing is that uh, when they release money yeah i mean i, I don't know uh, well you can give all kinds of goodies uh, okay goodie bags or whatever national day and all this but i think what the truth here is that the money release is fast okay there mm. wasn't a huge debate about should we de- should we release this now or should we release it then it was more like you know uh pop up a, a, a news and say that okay in about 2 2:30 we're going to have uh, some announcement mm. so then you have uh, you know i miss those announcements uh, by the way oh they still yeah. had it what right yeah they had it a couple of doesn't benefit days me. back <laughs> so they made an announcement they said hey we're going to put an x dollar to this group to that group and uh, the in- interestingly is that, i mean uh, uh, i have never seen so much announcement in such yeah. a short period of time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they release so much money yeah. of course can this money help everybody answer is no because why everybody has his own problem true okay you know just imagine that uh, if you happen to be uh, you, you hire a lot of people to grow your business yeah. and then now you got stuck so you got stuck all the way three four months so that means that uh, the extra manpower that you hire you still need to pay them mm-hmm. and even you want to let them go whatever you still need to pay yeah. and then you still got renter and, and stuff like that so right. i think the money will never be enough but here's the thing do you want to depend on the government to do everything for you personally i think that the no, responsibility is still yeah, on you yeah, yeah. I think the government did a pretty good job honestly with all honesty I think they did a very good job they were fast they distributed uh, accordingly 
to help people within a certain period of time and uh, those people uh, lived by that money that they gave and, and they were pretty self-sustainable lah. what do you think Ashraf you bought a new guitar with that money or what what money <laughs> 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 and yeah basically I think it, it's it's okay honestly so let's let's get back to how you started out how do you see this um, as back to you and, and, and we started out and, and when you sold it off obviously you did pretty well when you sell it off and what are your and then you start to acquire companies. What do you look for uh, when you when you're acquiring acquiring a company, and also the potential in it when when you acquire one? Okay, uh, <laughs> I I or I, is this just a gamble? Uh, no la, I, I I think a, a lot of this kind of uh, okay, the intention is actually quite straightforward la. Uh, I'm very pragmatic. So uh, when I go in and invest in the company, uh, my objective is I I want to have a good exit. So if I want to have a good exit, you probably have to look at what is the value that this company can bring. So, so for example, uh, some companies that I look at, I, I, I believe, hey, you know, you do have a good product, mm-hmm. but you do not know how to sell. Okay, yeah. the product is good partly because, or maybe because you have a very good CEO, you have a very good tech guy, you have a very good product guy. So, so this makeup of the core team. Mm-hmm. So when you follow the core team, and usually because of a, if it's a startup setting, you can't have all the brilliant people all in one place yeah, at the same time. Okay, okay. because why? You, you may have, because of you have a certain need. So this person start off with uh, a need and then he start to develop a need, a, a product to fulfill what he needs. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but the thing is that along the way, you may not be able to find the perfect guy to help you to sell, a perfect guy to help you to structure the business model. How long do you see this uh, from a startup point of view to a point of success? But then again, success varies on the individual or, or correct. Uh, yeah. So so it, it should be it should comes to a point that um, success should probably be defined until that where you really need money to grow to the next stage. Mm. Because if you have not reached that stage, that you actually need money to scale it up, yeah. then I won't really say call it a success. Success. I I know that uh, okay at least from the era that I came from, okay most people will call a success when probably I sell thousands of the products or mm. hundreds of hundreds of thousands of the products and then I make money and then I sustain. But uh, the problem of today is that uh, some startups, the moment they manage to raise funds, they oh, define it yeah, as yeah, success. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not quite sure, maybe change of era. Which one are you? They're just about to ask that. Uh, well, when I first started my business, I call it a business. There wasn't like a startup or, yeah. or, or, or the kind of definition. Yeah. Then there, we, we haven't even talked about fundraising, pre-series A, series B, and all the pitch deck and a whole bunch of all this stuff. Yeah. So mine was more very traditional. I have a need, I create, and then uh, hopefully down the road, I'm able to sell the product more. Yeah, which is the perspective that I look at things also. The ape way. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being racist, Talib? No, okay, I can be Indian also. Okay. They, they are also like okay. that. Also. <laughs> I did the vlog, survive. You know? <laughs> Uh, mama shop uh, You know about the story Of the mama shop right If that mama shop Closed that shop uh, You can never take that shop uh, Because he Would have literally Like gone on And uh, he, he, he He literally pumped Everything in there uh. So if he cannot make it uh, That means you better Don't take that shop <laughs> <laughs> uh, Looking at the Current trends Economic Uh Situation. What do you What do you think of this? How How do you see this going in the in the in the long run? Okay, uh, l- let me just give you an example to answer your question. Um, okay, so for example, now with the uh, well, we're still in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I mean on the global scale. So the biggest challenge that everybody has is now is, um, your industry probably got hit very badly. Yeah. Let's say for example, a certain industry are really probably at a, a point of a, 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 a of no return at this moment, or there's no line of sight, when is it going to be returned? So here's the problem. If you have been in this industry for the longest time, and then uh, you got retrenched, or you got let go, whatever. So mm. now, even if you want to go back and get another job, the biggest fear is that this industry could have evolved or could have been changed. Yeah. No more the old way of doing things. Mm. Okay, like for example, social distancing is, uh, is, in, is, is being enforced. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. There are some businesses that as long as there's social distancing always there, there's actually no way for you to go back to where it is. Yeah. So just imagine, uh, let's say if you're a restaurant, 
Okay. I was just going to get to that, the restaurant business. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Y- y- your, your premise probably allowed you to put in, like, let's say, 20 tables. Yeah. So because of social distancing, your numbers of uh, uh, yeah, employees... Let's say you're halved. Yeah, into half. So now here's the thing. Does the renter get cut into half? Exactly. That's, that's the thing, is it? Because this... Uh, property organizations and all that they also need to survive because they've got uh, uh, land, land because the investment that they did yeah the land prices that, that they, they, yeah. they bought it for so, the so, development prices so, so in this case let's say if you have a restaurant that's all cut into half of the manpower the people who come in are not going to eat double of course yeah, yeah. so if they are not going to eat double you're probably going to sell the same of course, then you have uh, all your tapao, takeaway, and all this. Mm. So probably you can actually you know push part of your part of your so-called revenue from another source, which is takeaway. Okay, mm. so that means your restaurants, your chefs, your your waiter, waiter and waitress probably could get cut half. Yeah. So that means uh, you know people in the kitchen to prepare and all this. So the problem is, when will this end? Y- y- you will never know. I think there's um there's no better time. Than innovation, which is now, yes, correct. Right? So, so I this think every business have to innovate now. No, the thing is, do you cut your restaurant space into half because you only have half of that? But then again, if you cut your restaurant into half from twenty to ten tables, will become ten to five, and then will that justify the rental cost? Are you gonna yeah. operate so on the lean manpower? That's why you need you to know? innovate, come up with something to justify that, or make more than what you did before. How's that? So the keyword man? is innovation. I don't know. Automations. Uh, <clears throat> through our experience, we actually have saw um, some of these guys start to go into automation. Okay, the investment may be heavy. What do you mean by automation? So, for example, uh, using uh, restaurants. Okay, uh, probably you do not want to have s- so much manpower. Mm. Okay, probably instead of uh, cooking on the spot, you can probably go into a central kitchen method. But that methodology is already working with the uh, bigger restauranteurs. Yeah, correct, like, definitely. Like uh, Swenson and, and, and places like mm-hmm. that. They have central kitchens. But you say, if you can... Okay, what I'm trying to say is that in the central kitchen, you can actually put more machines to automate certain processes. And uh, part of it is not just for to cater for restaurant alone consumption. You can probably arrange your central kitchens to have delivery directly. Mm. So that means that you can actually operate it at half half of it in terms of you know, physical space, mm-hmm. but your sales volume can should probably try to increase it. But yet at the same time, your OPEX is co- probably, I mean, operation, operating cost can probably be lowered down with uh, o- o- uh, automations or with machines or whatever. And then moreover, uh, there are some government grants that will probably allow you to benefit from all this kind of stuff. So you never know. I mean, th- this is something that uh, nobody could have expected a pandemic, pandemic. So probably, if you are slightly more innovative, you may be able to replace your burn rate and everything. But then again, this is talking about from an employer point of view. Mm. Yeah. So they may be able to reduce costs by hiring lesser people. But again, I, I, I'm not advocating saying that, yes, everybody should do that, fire everybody and, and do yeah. that. But what we are talking about is that, can you still retain the same quality of your service? That's the, the problem with that, that the government have, you see, because they have to uh, literally please both sides of uh, the, the coins, the, the, the employer side of it and the employee side of it. And at the end of the day, government grants is going to take up into the reserves um, when you actually throw out grants. Uh. Uh, pro- probably, uh, I mean, I, I'm not from government, now, but I, I guess... <laughs> they 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 they, 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 they pro- I, I know I wear white today, but uh, <laughs> they have an endless pit or what? A bottomless <laughs> bottomless pit. Uh. Well, at end of the day, I think if you don't solve the uh, jobless rate, if you don't solve a lot of uh, uh, social economy and a whole bunch of all these kind of problems, uh, if it goes beyond a certain threshold, mm. I think as a country, it's probably going to be very tough to to turn back. So, which is also why some of uh, the clientele that we work with, uh, they may be they may be doing this for the longest time. Yeah. But uh, because of this pandemic, it sort of forces force them to be a bit more creative. You know. So instead of this product serving these particular needs, mm-hmm. maybe this product can serve other needs. And then uh, instead of looking at overseas market, maybe I can actually look at it domestically. Because uh, if I want to get these items or this product or whatever to, to be shipped out, 
I mean, a, a logistics is going to be a big problem to a lot of those guys also. Yeah, initially when when this thing started out, right, logistics was a total chaos. Uh, it was bottleneck. The goods from China didn't arrive, and when goods from China didn't arrive, uh, things didn't go up globally. And Singapore is one of those transit hubs, right? So you had because when when you want to look at the economy right you can easily look at airports and seaports if you see a lot of cargo coming in that means the economy is okay but when things are quiet uh, that's as good as fuck something is wrong man something is very wrong and and it was very quiet at one point in time uh once the floodgates opened again recently which is not that much mm. uh but but again planes are still not moving and then obviously the freighter operators makes tons of money We're talking about easily half a million a flight. That's profit, eh? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, really. The freighter operators, because commercial is not flying anymore, prices jump like fivefold high. And and yeah, like I said, someone makes money from this kind of uh, situation, you see. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, I know you're pointing at me, but I, yeah, I'm uh, not. Man. I, I'm I, just <laughs> barely surviving. But when I grow up, I want to be like you. <laughs> You were mentioning Paddy about employers earlier on. What about those employees or those retrenched workers? Um, they can't go back to the same industry because it's not happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. Sad to say, uh, I just want to repeat again. Uh, nobody wants this to happen. Mm. So, uh, if you got retrenched, you got retrenched. So the only way that you can probably look at it is, uh, I mean, hu- humans is a uh, creature of habits, ah. Uh. Mm. So if you have done this, if you have been in this job for the longest time, naturally you want to find a replacement of the same. Yes. Okay. I mean, nothing wrong with that. It's human nature, right? But the problem is that there's no the same. Yeah, the whole industry get got hit. Let's say like casino, you yeah. know, uh, casino. You got hit. So 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 probably you want to go back to the same job. Yeah. As so a gambler. Oh, you mean oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> As a tinky, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so let's say, for example, in this case, uh, that means that uh, there will be a whole bunch of the same people with the same skill sets and everything, yeah. looking for the same position. Yeah. And then you're talking about an industry that got hit. So what do you do? So so it suddenly it becomes your secondary skill sets, mm. or, or the third skill sets that you probably have that you probably don't even know. What's the third skill set? Uh, you you have you have that much backup. Uh. <laughs> I I think okay I I'm I'm a supporter of uh, e-learning. Okay. Okay. So whether it's a good time, bad time, there's nothing wrong to learn a new skill. Okay. Uh, That's uh, what uh, the government says too, right? Uh, skill upgrading lah, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. But wh- how much can you upgrade? Ah, good question. It depends on what is what is your drive of doing that. Okay, let's say. I mean, no, I mean, let's say you you studied years, three, four years for that particular skill set. You can achieve it in like, you know, months. And then hmm. go and get a job in for that skill set. Okay, good question. Yeah, I okay. That that's probably me. I always encourage people not to just hold on to one job. Mm. Do sidelines. Okay, of course. Whether you're moonlighting, boss, uh. moonlighting, I mean, <laughs> sidelines sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> so for for example, for example, let's say you you are working uh, eight to five jobs and everything. Yeah. So you go home. Of course, uh, sometimes you got to do OT and everything. But that is not stopping you from operating an e-commerce e-store, a shop. You know, you can always buy something, identify something that has of a certain value, and sell it. And guess what? Even if you don't sell a lot, you don't make a lot of profit, but you learn the exp- you gain the experience, mm. and then you will probably know. Hey, maybe this type of product sells better in a certain season. Mm. You know, like for example, now you can see almost a lot of people are now selling masks. Really? Yeah. Yeah, all kinds of masks. You know, the whether it's protected or not protected, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> uh, two ply, three ply, or whatever. But we yeah. give away masks. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Thanks for your <laughs> free. You know, free. Yeah. 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 Th- thanks for your this. Uh, one might stand. Yeah, but, but then again, uh, speaking of e-commerce, you were once an e-commerce lecturer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah remember those times? Yeah. 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 So, yeah correct. Correct. Um, now this has picked up again. Mm-hmm. You know, there was e-commerce, and then after the bubble burst, and there was this big hoo ha, and people were talking shit that it's dead. But now it's suddenly like uh, at its peak. Yep, correct. So uh, as an e-commerce lecturer, what is your opinion on the current situation? <laughs> okay, and also, what is your opinion on all these live auctions that is going on? <laughs> you think that is um, this one also moonlighting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let me answer one question by itself. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. The first question. Don't overwhelm you. Okay, e-commerce 
then when I was teaching yeah. as a part-time lecturer yeah. in the evening, sidelines, <laughs> <laughs> sidelines. Okay, I think during that time, of course, uh, when, 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 when you were in that era, you probably thought that there is probably everything, anything that you need to know about e-commerce. Yeah. It's all about getting the right product, selling to the right people. Yeah. Okay, but during that time, or when I talk about that time, it's probably like, you know, uh, year, oh, was it 15 years ago? Yeah, 15 years ago, yeah, 2005 and 2006 yeah, yeah. and seven. all this. So during that time, your focus is probably more on the website. Mm. Because why? Mobile phones, all this is not as common as it is today. Yeah, yeah so that, that was then. Okay, mm. so that was simpler time. Yeah. Okay, you don't really have to care too much. You've got a good product itself, itself. But now it's not about selling a product itself. Now you're selling the whole entire experience. Yes. From the day you want to put the product on, you must have someone who actually already keen to do a pre-order, queue up, you know, even before, and then give you money even before they, they even touch and see the actual product. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is very, very different from last time. Correct. Okay. And, and then, that's why retail is dead. Uh, well, okay. My take here is that uh, I, I agree and disagree. Mm. Agree in the sense that, yes, because most people will probably go to an online website or, or, or a store that they are very familiar with. Yeah. They just pick and go, pick and go, pick and go. Yeah. Okay. To them, it's probably not about experience. It's probably about the convenience. Know mm. in a way that a retail shop, if the retail shop always gives the same experience in everywhere, anywhere, then sad to say, it will be replaced by uh, e-commerce. Because you, you just imagine, uh, let's say I go to Somerset 313. I think it's, it's, it's quite a sad situation. Really? Man? I go there almost like every week. Are there shops still around? My camera spot. <laughs> okay. Every week got that spot. So every week I go Sony. Okay. So yeah. that, that, that's okay, a lot of shoe shops. Yeah, yeah. So, here, so here's the thing. If you go to a shopping mall and they offer the same thing just for you to grab and go, yeah. then it can probably re be replaced by e-commerce. Because uh, you, you, you don't have the experience. Let's say for example, like uh, your, you mentioned shoe shop, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. You don't go in, buy and go. You probably go in and experience, oh, this is a new model. Mm. Or oh, look at the way the design. So, so when the certain shops are presented in a certain way that give you the kind of different experience, you will want to go back. And every time you go back, you have the old experience but yet you have something fresh. I think that is where retailers should actually look at. But if it's an e-commerce shop, I could probably sit in front of a phone, sit in front of a computer or even on the TV. I can probably buy 15 things in 15 different shops at one go. I just pick. But physically, I can't do that in a shopping mall because all these 15 shops are probably not located in the same mall, same mm, physical shopping mall. Yeah. They are probably located everywhere in Orchard Road and then I'm not going to walk like up yeah, and yeah, down yeah. the whole Orchard Road. Yeah, I understand. So I, I think e-commerce helps a lot but at the same time, e-commerce is not just online only. Now it's about from online to offline, offline to online. Like for example, uh, Decathlon. Yeah, Decathlon. Do you pronounce it Decathlon? Decathlon. Uh, okay, uh, there's a French or something about yeah, that. <laughs> Decathlon or whatever. Yeah. Okay, uh, just some, some Amor. So anyway, IBTC at Botache one. Okay, so... Eh, so what I'm saying is that like for them you look at the shops it's actually very small I mean I, I always go to the one in Sambawang there is one in Sambawang no, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but they've kind of big. grown huh? they've kind of grown yeah. quite yeah, a bit you, huh? you need to go out often so mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, <laughs> so what I do is that, because I stay in Yishun okay, okay, so okay. what I do is that I will buy it online I order and everything then I will choose that place to go pick up okay so for me it's it is just a place for me to pick and go, but I had, but I will have that experience on the mobile. Okay. Yeah. So I know what I want. I just pick, 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 and then I pay, pay. I may pay for it, and then I go over as and when with the time slot, and then I just pick and go. So mm. that is actually a very good experience for me because I don't want to spend time in the bigger shop, which they have others. Okay. Uh, you again, you need to go. Uh, I, I go to the one in uh, Chai Chi. La. Oh, Chai Chi is huge. Yeah, yeah. Chai Chi is huge. I mean, if that's you the first one, right? Um, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. the first one, yeah. So, so you want to go there, jalan jalan, walk around. Of course, uh, that's an experience for you. Uh, so, so I think that is a very fantastic retail experience where you provide someone like me who has no time to go because I need to work. I mean, you, you go to Chai Chi. So not make me. money, you mean? <laughs> no. Uh, you need to make money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I do is normally, uh, I... I I don't really utilize the e-commerce platform when it comes to retail stuff. For example, I will go to a boutique and look at this product. Mm. 
Then I'll take a photo. Then I go home and source for it inside e-commerce. Then platforms. you can you can you can try the <laughs> <laughs> you can try some of these apps. They already built in the built in the function already. Like you take no. a photo and then they will straight away. No, I need to know the model yeah. number. No, no, don't need. Oh, really? Yeah, don't need, don't need. Okay, like for example, I, I'm a big fan of Lazada. Uh, this 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 is not sponsored by Lazada. Yeah. Lazada, okay. if you hear this, uh, you need can to pay us some money. You guys better come in, sir. <laughs> so free, you know, Lazada for you. So for example, I I spent a. L- I spent some not a lot. I spent some money at Lazada. How much so, is some to you? <laughs> is it uh, five thousand at a go? Yes, you'll be eight. I'm fucking. Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So 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 let's say for example, uh, if I happen to in the mall, so I saw something that I like. So what I'll do is that okay, I I may be going for a meeting. Yeah. So I, I can't possibly be buying the thing and then just carry it. It, yeah. it doesn't look so appropriate. So what I do is that I can just use, a, I'm, I'm using a Lazada. So use the app. There's a camera function. Ooh. So just take, a, yeah, just take a photo. But they won't spot you. Eh? No, there's nothing wrong. And they, they highly encourage you to do that. Because I can always take a photo and then uh, Lazada can just pop up, pop up saying that, you know, there's similar pricing or cheaper or more expensive. And then I can actually make an informed but decision. But that retail shop will probably get annoyed now because they obviously marked up their price by about three times from what the cost of the actual product is. For example, I'll give you an example now. I buy Hugo Boss jeans. In Singapore, even the airport, uh, 500 plus. Go to eBay. Not the chiong one, uh, this one the real one. Uh, 100 plus only. I always do that. I'm sorry, uh, Hugo Boss, uh, Changi Airport Terminal 1. I but mean, it depends I on the rental also. Well, but as a consumer, you obviously want the cheap and, and good. And I mean, right? at the airport, I mean, they're targeting different. $500 cheap and good. Different, you know, I buy for target one audience. Even cheaper. Oh, uh, I always go factory outlet. <laughs> <laughs> I just go Uniqlo. <laughs> no, but if there's the opportunity arise, sure, why not? Uh, you know, mm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, correct. So, so I mean, it, it, okay, going back, it's like, if you have an app, you use it, you yeah. take a photo, you know the price, you can do a comparison. Mm. I think this is where retailers probably have to no they have to leave it up this is the, the, the real problem is the retailers right now are the distributors the ones that you go and probably buy it from overseas maybe the other distributor from somewhere else or the current retail price of that country that's why people don't buy LV in Singapore mm-hmm. as an example but, but you see here's the thing um, I mean this is my personal view yeah yeah go do ahead. you go in to buy the items because it's the cheapest versus value. So, for example, uh, there's nothing wrong with you buying something that's the cheapest. It's the same stuff, bro. Yeah, but probably they doesn't come with warranty. I mean, there's always a okay la, Yeah la, There's always the yeah, trade so off la. Let's say for example, you buy from Taobao mm. or, or JD.com or Tianmao yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. Timo. So yeah, you, you get it cheap. cheap. I mean, seriously, it's really cheap, man. So some of the things that it will probably send from China or overseas, so reach you. All China, bro. <laughs> all freaking China man I know this shit e-commerce so so <laughs> if it's damaged of course you can do the returns yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that but what happens if you are using it and then uh, you know something goes wrong you have you probably have to pack everything yourself and then ship it back Correct, and probably yeah. the warranty is actually and, and, and much lesser and this thing only costs $5 are you going to go through all the hassle to to, to, to return a $5 product or do you buy a new one <laughs> yeah that's the thing <laughs> and it also depends on as, as I say end of the day is there are people who are willing to pay normal price. Yeah. There are people who are willing to pay e-commerce at a cheaper price. So uh, coming back, it's it just like any other startup, any other companies that are invested. It's all about value creation. If you've got a good product, there will always be people willing to pay. Or you have got a good product, get the right people to pay for it. That's right, you were asking a question just now. What's the question? Live auctions, yeah, live yep. auctions. Okay, yeah. okay. do you think that is a skill set? Or something that can can um, you know, in this pandemic, people get retrenched. Can that instead of driving uh, PHV or like you know, sending food? Okay, uh, kind of so stuff, um, mm. so so far, I follow a few. I follow a few of these. Uh, not because of the items that they sell, mm. but I really like some of their antiques. S- uh. Their their skill sets. Oh, they, they, it's fantastic. You know, it, it's not someone that you can actually just send in front of a camera and then probably have thousands of people watching you. Now you're trying to sell something. Do you think this can be a long-term kind of, I don't know, job for them that they can do? Or is this just a short-term kind of I, thing? I probably or see fast? it as, um, it probably a, a, 
evolution or probably an enhancement of what you already see on the TV. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably sometimes you see a couple of those people selling, trying to sell you pots, trying to sell you milk, trying to sell you Tupperware and a whole bunch of all this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or maybe trying to sell you gold bracelet. Last time, the what's that advertisement channel on TV? Which channel? There's this like, Throughout the day, right? The advertisement one, you know that one. Yeah, yeah. Then they got oh. a limited quantity. Then they just <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Your flies get slashed <laughs> by the by the yeah. seconds. Yeah. Six, 60 <laughs> minutes and all this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I think I think live like you know or using social media to do live, it will probably be the norm. Yeah. Because it is true. Okay, not all the things are the cheapest. Yeah. Because uh, well maybe when you first started, it's all about selling cheap, 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 cheap. But now the thing is that uh, it becomes limited edition, limited quantity. Mm. Or maybe, you know, just pull in and say, hey guys, we only brought in so much. You want to take it? You take it. You know, we can include free delivery yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, if it's uh, even by local seller, then you probably will want it immediately because the whole price, the price that you're going to pay buying from e-commerce website overseas to be delivered to you compared to someone who had bought in bulk, Mm-hmm. And then sell it to you, and then you, no, we finally entertain you. Yeah. So like durians. Actually, uh, they, need be, food, they need yeah. to be creative, no? They need to be creative with this live thing, you know, because people are always selling the same shit, man. Speaker, yeah. headphone, uh, freaking uh, portable charger, a uh, uh, lamp. Fuck lah, be more creative because I don't watch this kind of shit. Uh. What would you sell, Dalit? Let me ask you this: shoes, limited edition shoes, shoes, or like. Uh, I, I think they have bags. Jaslyn, do they have bags? Yeah. They like have, right? Those branded bags or, or something like that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, uh, what what will you look for if, let's say, you are going to, you know, since you are just sitting there and not participating, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just laugh, laughing and smiling. Uh, yeah, so I just get you involved. Yeah, yeah. I think right, by the way, this is Jaslyn, uh, uh, Paddy's co-founder with uh, Blackstorm. Yeah, I think some limited bags that is from overseas. Uh, you can really find like good deals. Mm. Uh, online. Yeah. Uh, uh, some some of them sell snacks. I mean, they can be quite special for some. Yeah. What 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 will you what will you look for? Like let's say because we see the same stuff all the time, what will you look for? Uh, okay. I think limited edition like what you pointed out yeah. could be something that is special or something that is low price. Yeah, so usually when you go like live auction or this, right, uh, the product should be sold like cheaper than the market rate. If not, you can always buy it online, like e-commerce yeah, yeah, or buy yeah. it uh, in physical shop. But the problem that I see now is people are just selling the same stuff. Like what you can find online, what you can find uh, in uh, Lazada or uh, or what? What's, that? What's the others? Shopee, Shopee and all this kind of stuff. It's the same thing. And they got it from the same source also, which is China products. Let's say you say you wanted to to sell a limited edition shoe or you know branded bags or what, but how would let's say me as a buyer know that it's genuine? It's not a fake. Well, they've got, a they've got a there. certain authenticity to it, lah, which they have to guarantee, right? I, I don't think. Know. Obviously, I mean, even eventually when you meet up, obviously you got to come up with the certs, the papers, uh-huh. um, whatever that comes along with the original product. If don't have obviously then nobody's going to transfer the money first, right? These are expensive stuff. So when uh you confirm a purchase, it cannot be transferred or anything like that. It has to be a meetup session and all that. But of course you have a problem when it comes to meetup sessions, lah. People may just not turn up and things like that. Eh? Yeah, some of them they have physical shop, so uh, it's not a big problem in terms of authenticity. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So ah, they are just see, you, you know, know digitalized it. Yeah, like branded styles. <laughs> <laughs> like branded styles, uh, they have uh, to make things like interesting. They can you know start at the zero dollar bid for uh, maybe a, a Chanel pouch or whatsoever. Mm. Uh, but they know that it will be so higher than that. Or if if not, uh, there if is you, a buy now price. Yeah, or if yeah, yeah buy now price. So yeah. if you pay in cash, uh, you can pay at this amount, smaller amount. But if you pay in like installment, yeah, then that that will be a bigger amount. What's the highest bid you think which Talib will get if I want to sell him off? Betty, <laughs> <laughs> how much were you purchased before? <laughs> I, I think it's illegal, right? To to buy live exotic animals, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe SPCA will come after. 
Yeah, I, I think it's better to just adopt. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> so how do you think we're going to solve this in the long run? How do you think it's a win-win situation for both parties, the employees and also the employers? How do you think everyone's going to be amicably happy and the government's happy and things like that? I think there's no win-win-win for everybody. Um, why? Because uh, I think the, from the government angle, it's probably more looking at uh, to bring the economy back. So as long as uh, the infection is uh, close to zero or limited, then uh, businesses will probably start operating. And then uh, when businesses uh, start to operate, it probably means that uh, you know, they can hire back the people or uh, you know, economy start going and people start spending. Because uh, the thing is that uh, if you are if you're not making money, you probably want to spend lesser. So if you're going to spend lesser, then uh, you're probably going to buy lesser. So you're going to buy lesser, someone who's going to sell you things will probably earn lesser. So I think what will the government probably will be looking at is uh, to make sure that the economy can come back as fast as possible in a safe environment, a safer environment for everybody. I think this brings to a few pointers that you mentioned, but then we have to look at, uh, I mean, those are good points. This is really valid, good points. But then uh, for businesses to grow, people need to travel. And then after, if we, even if we are safe, zero cases, globally, it's still a big question mark, yep. especially in developing countries. Um, and, you know, when it comes to regional, uh, how, where we are positioned at, the developing countries matters quite a bit. Yes, a lot. Yeah, and um, looking at it, another perspective is, should the government be ready to go a step or two step back and then after bring everybody to a kind of a reset because the whole world has got to uh, restart again at a much slower pace than we are than where, where, where we are at right now because we have been going at a crazy-ass pace for the past few years, especially about the 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ashraf? Sorry, can you repeat your question again? Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to Paris part two. We're talking about the employers and the employees and the win-win situation. For <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, here's the thing. Uh, one thing I realized that because of this pandemic, uh, it also created a, 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 a new uh, dilemma for a lot of people. It's like, hey, you know, uh, no, nobody could have actually thought about that it would happen and probably everybody have to figure a way out on how to make a living yeah yeah but he, here's the thing it also sort of like a, a, a reality check that uh, do we actually work to live or live to work I, I think this is also one big one big question mark you look at the Asian mentality yeah yeah of course and then I, we can answer that question <laughs> I, I know but here's the thing there may be may, maybe some folks will probably think of what I have been doing for so many years Oh, to they start living. to rethink their lives. Yeah, they may they may probably start to rethink their life. Maybe earn lesser, but maybe not working in this way, mm. not in this job, and somehow somewhere that as I mentioned earlier, you probably have a second skill set or third skill set, and mm. somehow because of this, they they will probably get forced, you know, or, or we get forced to 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 run it a bit differently. Yes, yeah. uh, Singapore is a very small population. Uh, uh, so I, I think it may actually end ended up we will probably have to force ourselves to be self sustained. Will we be localized? Uh, no idea. But uh, the good thing is that we are human. Mm. So I think being human being, uh, you know, look at all the evolutions that happened. Yeah. I think somehow, somewhere, we have to make it. That that's all. I think we had to make it. So if, if if we had to make it, I think this is probably the kind of uh, situation. Uh, situation. I won't say opportunity. I think it's a situation that somehow probably forced everybody to relook at not just the business itself, but probably at life itself. On its whole, huh? Yeah, yeah, you, you never know. I mean, uh, I, I see it as uh, who, who could have thought seriously? Nobody could have prepared themselves. Okay, this is a pandemic. Uh, it will probably last another two years. And uh, what, mm. even if a vaccine is out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to get to that. What about a vaccine? What about a vaccine that comes tomorrow? Here's a question for you, Ashraf. What about a vaccine that comes tomorrow and then after that, everybody gets cured and everyone lives happily ever after? D.N. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fairy tale, man. Right? D.N. <laughs> so, yeah, Paddy, if a vaccine comes out tomorrow, you think everyone's going to be back in this red race or what? Uh, as I say, we, 
habit, creature of habits. <laughs> I mean, no, we gotta I, end like how we started off, uh, <laughs> creature of habits. Yeah, I, 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 as I said, I live to work, work to live. Is it so? The thing is that most of us, most of us, I mean, not everybody, most of us, we probably central around our life about making money, mm. then make some money, then to get other things done. Probably make some money to travel a bit more, make some money to buy a bigger TV, yeah. you know, like buy collectors, Star Wars toys, you know, stuff oh, like that. Reminds me of someone, huh? <laughs> so uh, I, I, so collect, I, I collect BTS. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think a, a, a lot of this is, is, is probably a good time for all of us to actually look into Reflect, this. Reflect. Uh. But then again, it doesn't mean that just because of this pandemic, you have to undo what you have been doing for the past 10, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever. Uh, I, I, I seriously, I do not know. I think this is, a, I won't say it as a chance, but I just say that we are forced. Mm-hmm. Okay, somehow you have to survive. And uh, for those you know, who want to survive, survive, you probably have to keep it as it is or you probably evolve along like the virus. Mm. Okay, we got to, you know, we've like been speaking about 15 minutes now and uh, we got to end soon. And you have any last words or advice for the people out there who, you know, probably lost their jobs, uh, retrenched and for employers who's finding it difficult to cope or people who just, you know, on, on, on the fence, you know, when it comes to this? Um, well, uh, my thing is that uh, you probably look at value creation. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, probably first and foremost, define value of what you can, you know, what can you contribute and everything. Because uh, I believe everybody has value. Everybody has value. It's just a matter of, uh, do you want to get so fixated that this value is acceptable by someone else? Or probably even you want to look into yourself as a, hey, you know, I can actually create values that someone will probably pay big money for it. Mm-hmm. So whether is it the value can be passed on to a product, passed on to the service or, or stuff like that. I, I think this is all about value creation. Mm-hmm. Because uh, now, the, 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 the sad thing is that uh, because a lot of us are still working from home, yeah. so with the lack of uh, face-to-face interactions and everything, so w- when, you, when you have a lack of all these, uh, there's a, probably a lot of assumptions that's probably got to be made. Okay, because you can't see face to face. Yeah. But here's the thing, value. If you have a certain value, you can actually still send this across. Mm-hmm. Whether is it face to face, you know, probably the next best thing is probably you can do virtual meetings. You know, you can position yourself, and uh, for all you know that, let's say you, you got retrenched. Okay, uh, you are probably let's say working in a casino, yeah. but there will be certain skill sets that not anyone, everyone who had been in that job will be able to see. For example, you you, you may be able to. You're more sensitive. To someone's behavior, you know w- whether are they rubbing their shoulders, uh, no, shoulders, r- rubbing their their nose <laughs> or, or rubbing their hands <laughs> of each other or whatever yeah. nonsense. So, so you probably have a, 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 a something that you acquired that unknowingly, and this can probably be applied in other ways. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they, they are like many, molester, many. You mean what? <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing hands, rubbing nose, uh, rubbing well, buttocks. You can, you, you, can, you can be a part-time kidnapper or something. Like that. <laughs> I think it's all about value creation. Uh. This may be actually a very good time for all of us to look at it. And for all you know, you, know, you, you start a website, start an e-commerce site, sell, sell your knowledge to someone, someone, someone somewhere that is willing to pay for it. You can start podcast or not, Betty? Uh, who me? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we do have, uh, but that's more on the business side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks for your words of wisdom, Perry. Okay, thank you, thank you for having me, and thank you, Jesslyn, for being here. Yep, we appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me too. Thank you, guys. You have a good night, man. <laughs>